This week on A Dash of Grit, life is what happens to you, right? Or is that right? Our guest today will let you know that it's up to you how you succeed. It's up to you what you do next. It's up to you what steps you take forward. And it's up to you whether you quit or whether you take a step towards success. I can't wait for you to hear from Ted Sadar next on A Dash of Grit. This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. You know, every day we have opportunities, right? And some we don't see, some we decline, and some we seize. And our guest today, when he sees a chance, he takes it. I'm really excited to have you meet him and to hear his story. He's Ted Sadar. Certified Financial Planner and Owner of Sadar Financial Management in Akron, Ohio. Ted, it's a real pleasure to have you here on the show, and thank you very much for being my guest on A Dash of Grit. Thanks, Brian, for having me on your program today. I hope in some small way we can add some value for your listeners today. I have a feeling that we will. You and I have talked a little bit, and, and you've shared some of your story with me, and, and I'm excited for them to hear it. So, Ted, talking about those stories, I know we've got a lot of experiences that have led you up to this place in, in your life and for your business. We're going to talk about that, some of those tough times and the grit that you've shown. But I think first, let's talk about the good stuff. If you don't mind, uh, share with our audience some things about Sadar Financial Management, some things about yourself that are good right now, some of the successes that you've achieved. Well, you know, we do personal financial planning. So really what it does, a lot of folks don't know what that means. And what we try to do is share with folks, it's kind of like a safety checklist for your financial life. And then we coach these folks and help guide them on their lifelong journey of financial planning. And we've been doing this now for about 35 years and have clients primarily in Northeastern Ohio, but also in 30 states across the country. We're, we're affiliated with an independent organization, so we're, we're, we don't have a wirehouse or we don't have a boss that tells us what to do. We're all independent. And we've consistently ranked in the top 10, 15% for the last 15 or 20 years in our organization. Okay, and top 10 business, or 15% in this area? or in the, it, what, what does success look like for you? That's in the country. Mm, wow. As a leader and as a business owner, one thing that I've always said is that you, you have to set the example for others to follow and practice what you preach. So we believe in financial freedom and we can help others accomplish that. And so financial freedom and practicing what you preach is all, you know, that's what people are looking for when they come to you and you're able to help them accomplish that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the ways that you do that. But I'm interested in some of the grit that got you here. I know that you've experienced some things along the way, and I'd like you to share some of the stories, some of the grit that you've had to show to get to where you are today. Well, you know, when you look back to when I was young, I would say that a lot of my upbringing helped build what I am today. I've always been a hard worker. When I was a kid, we used to deliver papers and do yards and that type of thing. And my dad worked in a factory and I got the opportunity when I was 15 to join him in the factory and I thought I had it made. And uh, we had worked there for a number of years. And one of the biggest things that I learned was a concept that I call hours for dollars thinking. In other words, when you came in, you punched in, and when you walked out, you punched out, and that's how you got paid. So I always believe the more time you put in, the more money you made, that was success. Mm-hmm. So I, I continued on this journey, graduated from high school, and had an accident, and in that accident, I ended up cutting my finger off. Okay? You and cut your it, finger off during the accident? Yes, I, I 
completely eliminated it. They went okay. and found my dad and um, told him the news. And he came and he said, you got to slow down. And one of the things that I learned that I had to change, I had to change the direction I was going in. So then I decided I'd go to college. Okay. Um, no one in my family had ever gone to college. Uh, my folks didn't have the money to help me go to college. So I put myself through school. And that in itself was an accomplishment. But as I got out of school, then I got drafted. And then after that period, then I came back and I did the same thing that I did before and went down the traditional route of getting an education by getting a job. I'm interested very quickly. And if you can explain to me how you were able to put yourself through college, what was the change or was it still hours for dollars at, at that time? That's what it was. Just keep working. I worked every summer, worked every vacation, worked while I was at school, took the hours that I needed to do the graduation. Mm -hmm. And my goal was to hurry up to get out because I was paying the bill. I wasn't there to have fun. Yeah. It was a good experience. But on the other hand, it wasn't a fun experience. Right. And so then so you got out and you went to the military and, and, and right. then what? And then it came back. And then the first thing you do is go back to what you know, and that is get a job. Hours for dollars. So I went out and got a job. Um, I was doing some inside sales work, did that for a couple of years. And I remember distinctly, there was a, a review that we got. I got a 25 cents an hour raise, went back to my office and they told me how great I was. I did the math and said 40 hours times 52 weeks times 25 cents an hour. I couldn't sell my soul for another year for $520. Yes, sir. So I got to burn my butt to say, I've got to find more opportunities. And that led me to what we call the menswear industry, where I was a sales rep, used to call on department stores and specialty stores, and did that for six years. And then what I found there was the same things happening now, and that stores were changing, branches were changing, major department stores were being consolidated. And I was traveling more, and I decided that this was not healthy for my family. I'd leave on Sunday, come back on Friday. And so then I decided I needed to change again. And I'm interested in what part of you that grows up in a certain hours for dollars mentality comes back to a, a situation where it just changes. It isn't quite working. What part of you thinks that there is something different for you? What part of you keeps driving towards that th something better? Why don't you just stay and keep working hard? Well, because I think I always wanted more. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, that's what keeps driving me to say, if somebody else could do it, why can't I? And then it's just find a way to do that. When you look back, it's all a byproduct of, again, how big is your vision and how comfortable are you where you are? And I didn't want to get stuck into that route of where my dad was, where, you know, we would work and get laid off, work and get laid off. It just wasn't a life that I was willing to settle for. Yeah. And so you saw some opportunity in the, uh, in the retail business. Go ahead and tell me about that. So we did that, like I said, for a number of years, and that got disruptive for my family. So then I was already doing financial planning and decided that maybe this was a route where I could go on my own. Mm. One of the biggest changes through the process was I now went into an environment where I had no subsidy, I had no draw, I had no cash flow. It was completely cold turkey. So I had to learn to live on the resources that I had created along the way to help support my family while I was trying to build the business. And how did that make you feel? I've talked with a lot of commission salespeople. I am one myself. How did that make you feel when you didn't have that safety net? It was all on you to make it happen. In all fairness, I thought it was going to be easier to do than it actually was. Hmm. And it took a lot longer than what I thought. 
And so it became hard because it was something that I never really shared. So it was something that I just experienced on my own because in, there's no mentorship here to go to, no, no one to talk to, to say, okay, how did you experience this? How did you go down this path? So having done that, it was a matter of, I can't go back. I knew I could always get a job. It was just a matter, I, I wouldn't accept the fact that I wasn't going to be able to make this work. So I just kept sticking to it. And that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And what did you, what kind of things did you do to get you over that hump to actually get some success and to start on the path to where you are now? Well, you know, I learned that what I had to do is build relationships with people mm. because clients needed direction. And one of the things I brought to the table was my past experiences, always been a saver. I had already accomplished a lot of things financially. Were they willing to listen to me? And that's what I had to adapt to and, and understand. And of course, over a period of time, people would start to listen. And then we'd have to understand that we had to deal with economic events. So then you go to the crash of 87 and you go through the tech bomb in 2000 and 9-11. All these things are emotional issues, not just financial issues. So guiding people through this became a mentorship that was much larger than what I originally visioned it was. Is it fair to say that you were learning as much as they were learning kind of in a relationship together as you were going through some of these tougher times? No question. No question. And then, you know, constantly reading, constantly learning. I developed a mindset of how can I help you? It was never a matter of what can I sell you? It was always a byproduct. How can I help? How can I add value? And how can I take my perspective and share it with you and, and give you that optimism that I have and how to make them feel better about themselves? That's really what this is all about. So now you're, you're building Sater Financial Management. You've gone through all the hurdles to get there and you're starting to build a client base. Is there a time when things, and again, there's, there's things that happened to you and then there's ways that you overcame those things. Was there a time when the business just felt like it just wasn't going to quite accomplish the things that you wanted to do? And if so, can you tell me about that a little bit? Well, in all fairness, Brian, and I think what you find is that when you work for yourself, there's no limitation except yourself. Hmm. So it's just a matter of the determination to sit down and say, here's the discipline that it's going to take, develop those skills, and then apply those skills and continue to push forward one day at a time. What's the number one thing that you could share with your customers if you only had a little bit of time and uh, maybe with my Dash of Grit audience that really gives you that vision to never quit and to always look for something better? You know, it all came through reading. And, and the more books you read and the more experiences you can learn from someone else, the more you can start to build your own belief. And then, of course, you know, you start to get surrounded with different charts and start to say, okay, well, I'm here compared to others that are in my age group. This is where my goal is. I'm getting closer to that goal. So it builds your confidence, that builds your optimism, and that builds your ability to talk to more people to say, I can help you if you're willing to follow in these guidelines. And little by little over the years, it came together. And, and of course, then the thing we had to deal with more than anything is people are afraid, just like today. I mean, in this economic environment, it's so predicated on not only what the health issue is, but what's the economic issue? Are they impacted or not? If they aren't impacted, they look at this whole event as something completely different than it is right now. All of the different events that you've talked about over time. So you had personal loss, you had false starts along the way, and then of course the economy and things happened to you and you've overcome each time. And now this, the COVID thing, when I say this, call it what you will. And is there some common thread that you could tell another business owner, or maybe you tell your customers, you know, when these things happen, here's what you need to do 
here's the grit you need to show to get past this, whatever this might be. I think what you find is you have to go back to your plan and you have to say, okay, am I on plan? How is this impacting my plan? Don't get caught up in the world news, but how's it impacting you? And then look at it as an opportunity to say, what can I do to make a difference? What can I use this as an opportunity as a stepping stone and go out and continue to press forward one day at a time? And never quit. And I, I want to make a comment. I, I ask a lot of questions. But one thing that I've learned in doing this show, when I ask entrepreneurs or self-starters, successful people like yourself, what were the problems? When did it get really bad? When were you afraid? When was it a, you know, an issue? Quite often the answer is, well, you know, it, it never is. I'm just not ever going to quit. And, and it's a different mindset between someone who sees an issue that can't overcome or it's going to be an excuse and the one that says, well, hey, you know, strap them up, let's go. And so I'm wondering if, if that's a fair assessment of kind of who you are or even who entrepreneurs are in general. Do you have a, a statement about that kind of a comment that I just made? I would say, Brian, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think one of the things that differentiates us as independent thinking people is the fact that we aren't controlled by some big company's policy or some human resource department telling you what your future looks like and then not understanding how fragile that is. And all of a sudden you lose your job. How many people in their 50s and 60s, they lose their job and their whole life falls apart because that's all they've known. So being independent in your thinking helps you understand the real world and, and again, carve your own path out along the way. One thing I would tell you that impacted the whole value in this relationship and planning in the experience is I remember when I was about, oh, 25 years ago, I contracted pneumonia. Hmm. So I think, okay, I'll go to the hospital, get a couple of IVs, and I'll be good to go in a couple of days. Six weeks later, I walked out of the hospital. Oh my. And so when you look at what COVID has done, it's, it's one of those life-changing type experiences to say, you look at life and your whole family and you look at everything from a new perspective because you don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything for granted and keep on pushing on. I'm wondering as you continue moving forward, so what does tomorrow look like for, for Ted Sater? What does tomorrow look for like for Sater Financial Management? What's the next steps? What does success look like for you as you continue to improve? Well, you know, the, the first thing you have to do is be sensitized to where are people coming from? And again, what have they experienced? So, you know, if you look at the market, for instance, the market has recovered in a grand fashion compared to where we were just a couple of months ago. That part gives them more confidence. If you look at, again, where they're trying to go with the social distancing, we give it some kind of a vaccine. All of those things will build people's confidence and then they'll go back to enjoying life again. And that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah. The next step is just enjoying it more, being independent. What did you say? Financial freedom, freedom to, uh, to, to do what you, in fact, I won't even put the words in your mouth. You mentioned freedom originally. What was your statement? Right. Financial freedom. It's something yeah. that people can enjoy because you have the time and the money to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah. You're not controlled by somebody else. And that's what you provide for your customers. And I think that's fantastic. And so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and, and allow you to take on the next hurdle and, and clear it and show some grit. I think first, I imagine people may want to know more about you and your outlook on life and perhaps how you can help them to have that same to generate some success for them and their financial freedom. If someone wanted to reach out to you, Ted, uh, how might they go about doing that? I'm easy to get access to. They can email me at tsadar at sadarfinancial.com. The office number is 330 Five six four oh five oh five, 
and our office is located downtown Akron. Very good. Ted, you said originally when we started talking that you hope you're going to be able to bring some information, something worthwhile to our customers and you have. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I think it's, it's not easy to quit, but for a lot of folks, it is an option. And for a lot of folks, it's forced on them. And I think you've shown a, uh, an opportunity or willingness that you just don't ever have to quit. You just keep your feet moving forward and success lies you know, that way. Is that accurate? Yeah. And I, and I think you have to be willing to accept help. You know, that, that's the whole idea. Don't do it alone. Take some risks, but learn your lessons along the way and adapt and accept change. Great message. Ted, thank you so much for being a part of our, of our show. I really appreciate you being on Dash of Grit. Thank you very much, Ted. It's been my pleasure. Thanks. So a Dash of Grid is brought to you from all of us at Spire. We're here to help your business grow. We've got a full team of marketers, uh, designers, digital marketers at your services, uh, generating marketing campaigns, website designs, things that you need to grow. And if you would like to learn more about Spire, please reach out to us. Our website is spiread.com. If you click the contact sales button, I will answer. I'll be happy to, and I'll look forward to talking with you. I am Brian Leffelock. I'm Director of Sales with Spire Advertising. Thank you again to Ted Sadar of Sadar Financial Management for joining us here on A Dash of Grit. As you can tell, it's not easy. It's an acquired taste. We will look forward to seeing you again soon on A Dash of Grit. This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.